social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to the John DePietro Show. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at the website, dePietro.com. It is Friday, and I want to tell you, I um, uh, it's Friday, November 5th, and, um, <clears throat> you know, people have a different right. People have the right, I should say, to run uh, talk show any way they want, have their own opinion. You know, the basic nature of it is you, you voice your opinion, and then you have to be able to back it up in 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 some fashion at least the that's generally how it's been and kind of what the norm is and kind of makes the most sense um but i i just want to mention folks and again if you go to the website to petro.com uh we have the story posted what what went on and 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 where this also ties in is this clown writes for the valley breeze so the valley breeze that allows uh dan pork pork boy dan york to Number one, mock parents that are upset that pornographic images are in a high school. So basically going after parents that are not critical race theory. So the Valley Breeze, they publish his column. Now, again, that's one thing. Notice the element. I publish it. You read it. And then I guess, I don't know. People could post comments. But what that guy did on, on WPRO, basically uh, dismissing parents and victims in North Kingstown, uh, Dan York was completely mocking. I have the audio, some of it anyway. I I really did not catch most of it, caught some of it, but heard enough to say that he basically doesn't see anything wrong with a coach having kneeling down on the floor in a closet and having young 14, 15-year-old boys stand naked in front of him while he performs, quote, a body fat test, even though anyone connected with it says there's no reason for them to take their clothes off there was no parental form do you know in the public schools you can't show a pg-13 let alone r to high school students without parental permission i've heard from school nurses you can't give a kid a tylenol in a school and do it dan york trying to act if it was him him and his friends would have laughed it off and what's the big deal and hey we're all jocks and it's a, a locker room atmosphere where people are getting changed and showering right that's not what this was this isn't the coach saying, all right, guys, hurry up, get dressed, get out of here. We got a big game. Nothing like this. Talking about pressuring young men. Again, I want to commend Channel 12's done a great job on this. <clears throat> Providence Journal, really the Boston Globe has done a phenomenal job. But Channel 12 has been leading the way. And when you have, you wonder how this stuff can go on. And then you have someone like Park Boy that then dismisses it and laughs about it. And he's friends with the coach. And, uh, you know, laughing about, us. Oh, so what, 14, 15? Well, you know, I guess maybe some, maybe he laughed about Larry Nassau, who was the, the gymnastics um, uh, person that got into trouble, um, doctor who all the gymnasts went to that uh, abusing them. And, and there's always the pattern. There's always those that laugh it off. Oh, what's the big deal? Jerry Sandusky, he just loves kids. He's just a coach. It's all just part of it. Yeah, that's the way it is. They shower together. And, you know, then you had the defenders years ago. Michael Jackson, he loves children. That's all it is. Why do you see anything like that? They try to pin it like, well, there's something wrong with you if you see something wrong. No, there's something wrong with an adult man <clears throat> that has young men, says to them, are you shy or not shy? So then it's up to them if they want to remove their underwear. And 
kneels in front of them on the floor and performs a body supposedly body fat test even though it could easily be performed with their clothes on and and it makes no sense there's nothing that makes sense about it that's why basically was forced out of the school that's why uh the north kingstown parents i think there's going to end up being litigation here uh but there's always those that defend you know you go back to the priest scandal listen he's just a priest he's just trying to minister the young man right father gagan father porter shanley the whole crew so but what is so irresponsible is i've heard from and i'm I'm glad i didn't like i didn't hear the whole thing i heard just a small snippet of what i heard if that's indication i think it is of what was going on it was basically just trying to say that there's nothing wrong with a grown man if if dan york feels that way then why doesn't dan york reenact and why doesn't he stand naked in front of his friend the coach aaron thomas and have him perform the body fat test yeah see how that goes see what that's like as he's got his private parts right in the guy i mean it, it it's just to listen it's bad enough it was being done to high school kids right and high school boys who felt pressured to do it and he's the coach and it's a successful basketball program it's it's bad enough it went on it's another thing that someone is trying to dismiss it say it's no big deal even laughing about it saying him and his friends would have laughed about it um we don't know what happened we don't know if we don't know and i don't want to get too graphic here but we don't know if uh something went on as there's a young boy standing there uh naked and the coach is kneeling down in front of him uh i would think that a young man at this point in his life whenever this happened doesn't want to share what happened i'm sure the coach won't share what happened um i don't know if i wonder if there's a formula to it if you get enough there's going to be some boy that says i wouldn't mind if uh you know it's like a monica Lewinsky situation i'm just saying and then you know he's quiet about it whatever but again i want to go back to you want to defend someone you defend them get on the air go ahead take calls from the parents when you have parents and victims trying to call up and then can't and basically then dan york is defending the coach i haven't heard he's i i'll say this maybe it's counter-programming first one i've heard that would defend that it makes no sense there was no parental form no one was told about it, it was just something done privately doesn't that sound like a pattern just be our little secret an open secret that he does these naked body fat tests this was happening this was happening recent this was just this has been going on for a long time this guy had an office buried like off of his classroom successful basketball coach and had this very bizarre uh no one else had heard about this people that actually perform those tests they're unaware of it uh no one was aware that his guys that you have to be naked and notice it's the way of hey it's up to you are you shy or not shy if you're not shy then pull your underwear down if you're shy i can still do it i need to touch your inner thighs as you're standing there with no underwear on folks he's not a doctor no one has cancer here um no it's uh there's no other coaches you haven't heard any coaches coming to his defense the only one coming to his defense in kind of a cowardly way though is his friend dan uh, friend uh dan york who then would not let any victims or parents on and uh laughing the whole thing off ah come on you know i've been in a bunch of locker rooms you see some young guys getting dressed it's all part of it uh that's not 
That's not what this is, and it's actually pretty disturbing for someone that tries to paint it in that way. Uh, very, very disturbing indeed. All right, folks, a lot ahead, plus more fallout from those elections. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, MEGA, 508-336-2110. 508-336-2110 for MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Whether it's commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates, FHWA inspections, also Rhode Island State Inspection Station, trailer pickup and delivery. Listen, you're trying to run your business. You need MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110. Trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service, ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, they can fix it. MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110. You need it fixed you need, need it fixed in a hurry, and you need it fixed right. Call MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair today. Remember, free estimates, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service, and if it's on a trailer, they can fix it. MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110. If you've been social media for your business you can receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional and she's been doing this work for 25 years contact karen etchells at innovast digital marketing she will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results she's local and responsive give karen a call for a free consultation at 401-321-2799 that's 401-321 or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. It's fall, very soon. The heating season will be here. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier, Infinity System, J.K.L. Energy efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. No gas, no problem. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a high-efficiency Infinity heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, it can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. They have the highest rebates in the market. They also do new installation and replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. J.K.L., carrier factory authorized dealer, licensed in both Rhode Island and Massachusetts for 55 years. J.K.L.'s reputation, second to none, especially for technical expertise and customer satisfaction. J.K.L. is an approved National Grid VPI installer. J.K.L. is also a Navian certified factory dealer called J.K.L. for a system replacement, oil to gas, or for a heat pump. Estimates are free. Financing is available, both residential and commercial. Call J.K.L. Engineering today at 401 351 7600 they do it right they do it right the first time they're licensed in both rhode island and massachusetts jkl 401-351-7600 folks you're listening to the john DePietro show joining us right now he has a new book out in trump time it is peter navarro peter first of all congratulations on the book uh take us through the process that you decided to write this book in the first place I think it goes back to the very beginning. Now, I, I was only one of three 
senior White House officials who was with the president all the way from the campaign in 2016, where I served as his uh, chief economic advisor, all the way to the end of what we like to say, uh, the end of his first term. And what was interesting is early in 2017, when I came into the White House, I was shocked. I don't get shocked easily, but I was shocked by how many people inside the perimeter, inside the White House, inside the administration, were actually actively disloyal to the president and his agenda, who disobeyed the chain of command. I thought at that point, you know what, I'm going to be part of history in some small or large way. Um, so I better keep a daily journal. And that's what I did every night when I came home, no matter how tired I was, I wrote kind of what would happen that day. And the in Trump time book, uh, the in Trump time means as quickly as possible exp- expression I coined. The in Trump time book describes the last year uh, of the administration during, during the plague year. And um, I think the beauty of the book is it finally provides an insider's account. It offers the truth of what actually happened and the, the gulf between what people have read about in the, in the fake news and the corporate media versus the actual re- reality about the president himself, about the evil Tony Fauci, about the betrayal of the president by the vice president, Mike Pence about what communist China actually did to us in terms of attacking America with a virus and about what happened on both November 3rd and November 6th. Uh, that's what the interim time book really is about. It's a book, I think, of both revelations, but also indictments. And um, today uh, I'm honored to be on your show because today is the day the book actually officially uh, publishes. Folks, again, we're speaking with Peter Navarro, his new book in Trump Time, Journal of Americans Plague Year. Peter, you write about your uh, first encounter with with Dr. Fauci. What can you tell us about that? Chapter two of In Trump Time, let's take you right into the iconic situation room. It's January 28th, 2020. We're at the, the dawn of the pandemic. There's really only three people in the White House who are taking this pandemic seriously at this point. It's the president, myself, and the National Security Advisor, Robert O'Brien. And the president has dispatched me on a very, very important mission, which is to go to the sit room and convince the White House Coronavirus Task Force, Mason at the time, to support the ban on travel from China. This would turn out to be one of the most prescient and courageous decisions of the president, would save millions of lives. But at that point, he had a lot of opposition. So he sends me, I'm the tip of the spear, I'm this tough guy. I go in, the staff's down at the end of the table, he's chairing the meeting. I got one of, I I love Mike Pompeo, but the people who worked for him were, were just a lot of hacks. And I had one of his hacks by my left shoulder across the way the, uh, the Orville Redenbacher doppelganger and Robert Redfield, the CDC head, uh, just one of the most bumbling bureaucrats I've ever met. And you had Azar there, right? So I knew I was going to have problems with the four of these guys. But across from me, there's this little guy, little round glasses, didn't know he walked on water, didn't know he was a saint. He was just a guy, right? And two minutes in, I'm in a violent argument with him. <laughs> and he keeps insisting that, he keeps insisting that travel bans don't work like a parent like I'm, I'm I'm going dude and I actually said to him dude it's like uh dude it's like you mean to tell me 
that if you got 20,000 Chinese nationals coming in a day, uh, many from Wuhan, many of them lit up like a Christmas tree with virus, that it, it's like, come on down, like let them in, right? No, 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 we're not doing that. <laughs> so the, you know, the meeting erupted, it ended like in total chaos. Um, with me fighting him and Mulvaney and everybody else. But but at the, at the end of the day, I'm looking at this guy, and I'm thinking, he thinks he's smarter than he is, which is dangerous. But but I knew right then, I knew right then he was going to hurt both the nation and the president. But here's the interesting thing about that story uh, in the In Trump Time book. It's the lie, not the Congress, which which Fauci did, but was the lie of omission. Let me let me explain something that, that people need to understand in this country very clearly. At the at, by that point, early in the pandemic, Fauci already knew that he was culpable in the pandemic. What did we know right then? We knew that the, the virus came from Wuhan. We knew that the virus popped up within yards of a Wuhan bioweapons lab. We knew that Fauci funded that lab through grants. We knew that he authorized gain-of-function experiments at that lab, which which were capable of turning harmless bat viruses into human killers. And here's the, here's the kicker. He received an email from a top scientist that very month that told him flat out this thing was genetically engineered. The lie of omission, the big lie of omission, Tony Fauci, was not to tell me, the president, in the task force that that thing likely came from the lab he never raised that issue it cost millions of lives worldwide hundreds of thousands of american lives that man belongs in an orange jumpsuit not as the <laughs> highest paid bureaucrat and plaque of the biden administration folks we're speaking with peter navarro his book in trump time a journal of america's plague peter i want to tell you i read a lot of books i don't know if you realize how funny you are i was literally laughing out loud <laughs> reading this book and it sounds you know as i'm now talking to you i can now i can picture your voice as i was reading it i mean folks it is such like a straight from the hip no bs um peter i i have to ask you i mean aren't you are you surprised that nine months in the Biden administration is already you know completely uh the titanic 71 percent feel he's on the wrong path i mean they've already lost their way not surprised at all. I, I predicted uh, right after uh, the, the transition of power, I guess you'd call it, that Biden would be gone uh, w- within a year or a year and a half, uh, simply because it's, it was obvious to everybody who wanted to look that this man had diminished mental capacity and that he invariably made bad decisions. I mean, that, he was known for that in, like, within the Obama White House. And he surrounds himself with people who have no understanding whatsoever of how economies work. I mean, look, in, in Obama-Biden was eight years of, of massive federal debt, sta- economic stagnation, and flat wages, right? They, 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 so we come along, you know, I'm, I'm out with the, with the boss. We're campaigning on structural change in the economy tax cuts, deregulation, strategic energy dominance, and fair trade. That was our mantra. We, we put that in, and we grow above the forecasts, and real wages rise, particularly for black and brown Americans and blue-collar workers. I mean, and so Biden, Biden comes in, 
and then goes, you know, reverts to the Biden incompetence meme. Doesn't surprise <laughs> me at all. And, and, and by the way, when I'm, 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 I'm so honored by what you say about when you read the book. Um, w- when I wrote the book, I actually dictate. I use voice dictation yeah. software, and I try to write for the ear rather than the eye. It works. So it works. And and if you listen to the book, what's fun about the audio book? I, I did the narration myself, as you as you might expect. I always like the author to do the narration, but I also have some guest voices in there uh, as part of it. So it's more like a dramatic production. Oh so wow! Steve ba- Steve Bannon's in it. Oh boy! Mr. Davis Hanson. Uh, the boss has a little cameo. Corey <laughs> Lewandowski absolutely steals the show. Wow. Uh, when he relates the story, I don't know if you remember the book, the story about him being on Air Force One with Dave Bossie. Yes. And how they're reading the riot act to Jared Kushner and, and campaign about not being ready for uh, for the steal that's about to come. Uh, so he narrates that whole thing. So it's, it's, it's kind of a, for folks who prefer like the audio books, uh, this one, I think you'll find to be uh, a little bit of cut above most of what uh, what you're going to get. But I, the, for me, the book submission, I mean, my mission is to take Fauci down. This is the Fauci fire. <laughs> that guy's got to go. I'm sorry. He is he is a murderer. I make a case. Uh, you don't believe me by the time you get to the end of it. I'll give you double your money back. Uh, we got to hold China accountable. And, and we really do get have to get to the bottom of what happened on november 3rd and january 6th this is going to be the first audio book that i'm going to buy and i hope my family's not listening because you're all getting copies of the book folks it is in trump time journal of america's plague of peter navarro peter i mean i'm going to have you back a pleasure to talk to you congratulations I, this is the best book of 2021 hilarious oh i'm so flattered so all right peace congratulations Bye-bye. It is a challenge trying to run your business today, especially if you spend most of your time trying to find the right workers. Instead, let MEGA professionals find them for you. Call them today, 508-336-7801. Right now, are you spending a good amount of your time trying to find the right workers for your business, your company? Call MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals today, 508-336-7801. If you need Workers, drivers, certified help, part-time, full-time, weekend work, local, which is a.k.a. sleep-at-home drivers. Maybe it is drivers, class A, B, non-CDL, warehouse workers, mechanics, skilled labor, office professionals. Even in the healthcare business, you can depend on MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals. Call them today, 508 336 7801. How much time are you spending trying to find the right workers for your business? Let MEGA professionals find them for you. Call them right now. 508 336 7801 for MEGA professionals. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 99.9 FM. Well, all fall, we have been bringing attention to, drawing your attention to. It has been a crisis with adult men, men over 50 that uh, have felt they have had no options, folks, and have taken their own life. And that's why we've been encouraging people to sign on mantherapy.org to the website and take the, they call it a a head check, and someone who's been instrumental in drawing attention to it and uh, been on with us this fall is our friend Dr. Rob Harrison. And Dr. Rob, I have heard from uh, so many different individuals that have said that it's the first time they've ever heard two people 
and I would mean that would be you and I, talk so openly about something that affects people. It's something that in the past people have considered almost a, a taboo subject, but it's one of those things. By talking about it, by people seeking health, logging on mantherapy.org, it could actually save lives. Absolutely, John. Uh, you know, it is a difficult subject to talk about, but it's something that really has to be done. The more we, uh, more information we get about uh, suicide and, and mental health problems, and the more we talk about it, the less stigma is going to be around it. And uh, we're much more likely to get people help they need. Um, right now, the average time between the time an adult re- realizes that they have a mental health problem and they get help is about 10 years. So that's 10 years of suffering uh, instead of getting help. We've got to, we've got to just uh, decrease that. We've got to help people a lot sooner um, because a lot of those people do end up taking their lives because they don't have any help. Dr. Rob, what would you say to family member, spouse, who noticed there's a, a change in behavior? Seemingly, the you know, person is, as I would say, slipping more into a hole. They can't, in a sense, reach them. Um, how would you, how would you maybe advise the family, the spouse, the coworker, the the friend, the the parent? Well, I, I think the first thing you should do is is express your concern and your caring for them. Um, that expression uh, goes a long way in helping somebody to open up and realize that there's hope because other people care about them. Um, the other thing that's really beneficial is to have some training. Uh, there are some free trainings uh, in, in the area. Uh, one is called Mental Health First Aid, which teaches adults how to recognize that someone may be struggling with a mental health problem. Depression is by far the most common. But uh, there's an action plan associated with that training. Uh, it, it takes about uh, six hours to do the training. It, it's free in a lot of the areas, especially in the southern part of the state. Um, but that training really helps you to, uh, to figure out... An, at an earlier stage that somebody may be struggling with something. Um, then the other part is what I call the waterfall when people are, are really thinking seriously about taking their own life. Uh, the training for that that really works is QPR, which stands for question, persuade, and refer. And that helps any adult to recognize that a young, that a person of, of any age might be thinking of suicide, ask the question directly, persuade them to let you help them get some help, and then refer them appropriately. Uh, as I said before, we don't want people, everybody going to the emergency room. Not everybody needs to be there. And it, um, the care right now is not great in most emergency rooms for mental health care. So um, we were trying to get people uh, identified as early as possible. We know that the sooner we identify these problems, the, the better chance we'll have of success. But the other thing people need to be given is hope. They need to know that 90% of people with mental health problems can be helped. Uh, it's about the same as for physical problems, actually. So we need to really uh, get the knowledge, the word out there that um, the help is available. It may take a while, and while you're waiting to get an appointment, going to the, the websites are really great, and Man Therapy is, is a great one. Um, the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention also has a lot of good uh, online resources. Um, so there, while you're waiting for an appointment, doing something online can be very helpful. But the other thing you can do is just keep checking in with people. What we call carrying contacts, give them a call or send them a postcard. Not expecting to reply necessarily, but just to let them know that you're thinking about them and you care about them. Uh, studies have shown that carrying contacts really make a big difference in saving people's lives. Folks, again, we'll speak with Dr. Rob Harrison. 
And Dr. Rob, uh, you have the holidays coming up. You have the continued stress due to the pandemic and everything that's going on right now. Uh, but there is a way that people can, as you said, reach out, get help. It starts by logging on at mantherapy.org. Folks, we're going to continue our conversations with Dr. Rob Harrison. Dr. Rob, great job as MEGA Logistics, M-E-G-A. Call them today, 401-431-2300, 401-431-2300, MEGA Logistics. Everything you need to run your business efficiently, whether you have freight, freight, goods, third-party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight, supply chain management, routing, or maybe it's bill auditing, customer developing, a proven track record with Fortune 500 companies, you can depend on MEGA Logistics. Call them today, 401-431-2300. You have enough, enough challenges trying to run your business. Let MEGA Logistics help you do that. Call them today, 401-431-2300, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Again, if you have freight, freight, goods, warehousing, transportation, third-party brokerage, you can depend on MEGA Logistics. Call them today, 401-431-2300, 401-431-2300 for MEGA Logistics. Um, thank you for uh, taking the time, folks. Joining me right now, he is uh, Sheriff Kiernan Donahue, Sheriff of Canyon County, Idaho. And Sheriff, it's the John DePietro Show. Thank you for so much for joining us on this Thursday. Oh, absolutely. Thank you. Sheriff, first of all, um, if you could give us an idea of what your experience has been like for the past year as a sheriff in uh, Canyon County, Idaho. Well, it's uh, it's certainly gotten busier, that's for sure. We've had a tremendous amount of growth, but uh, we've also had such a, a surge in, in illegal um, illicit drugs that's been really uh, more difficult for us to try to get a handle on. And so with that, obviously, we have an a increase in, in violent crime. Uh, we have an increase in distribution of the illegal narcotics, which causes the gangs to compete with each other. And we've had homicides that are on the rise and, and gang-related uh, crimes of that nature. So it's been, it, we've, seen a, we've seen kind of a, not a dismantling of what we had kind of in place, but we're certainly having to rise to the occasion more. And then with, with the rhetoric out there about our job and the job we're doing, we're losing people. And that makes my job so much more difficult. I don't have enough manpower to, to fill the need. Um, different parts of the country, illegals, different factions of them um, tend to go in certain areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in our region, for instance, the Boston region has one of the largest uh, Haitian immigration. That's where they go. Providence, of which the people listening to you, has, I think, we're number, the number one Guatemalan uh, destination. The, the illegals that are infiltrating Idaho, where primarily are they coming from? Uh, Mexico. Mexico. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We have uh, we have already a, a very high percentage of Hispanic population based on, you know, from decades ago when the migrant families coming in to work the agricultural uh, areas of the farms and, and ranches and so on on more of a seasonal basis. But a generation or two ago, that kind of changed and people started to stay in, in, in place instead of going back across the border. Now that 
that is such a well-established situation that we have just an incredible influx of illegal immigration into our state, uh, but primarily from what we see as a Hispanic population because, of course, friends and family already live there and extended families, and, and they can blend in. They still get hired by uh, major agricultural companies uh, to, to do different types of work and by you know, even the farmers and that sort of thing. And so they can, they can blend in, and uh, it's very difficult to address that side. But then with that, as you can imagine, comes the criminality because they're not all good folks, right? I mean, there's the good folks, and there's the really bad people yep. and a whole bunch in between. Yes. Now, folks, with me on the John DePietro Show is Sheriff Karen and Donahue. Now, Sheriff, um, I believe you were on – did I see you on Fox News? This yes, morning. This yeah. morning, okay. <laughs> Take us inside. What was the uh, the nature of, of, of the story that, mm-hmm. that you were on Fox News? Well, my where I'm at, I'm, you know, yep. rough north of the, of the border, right, we're in my state. But we have – just the way the highways and, and freeways come into that system, we're kind of a, a, what we call the corridor. We are a major corridor for drug trafficking and human smuggling through in through the state of Idaho. I'm right next to Boise, Idaho. My county is adjoining county, so we're the two largest in the state. So the fact of the matter is it's, there's a lot of rural area uh, to our south, and that's an easy, easy access into the state of Idaho for uh, these criminal organizations to operate from because there's literally not nearly enough law enforcement to address that when you're talking hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of miles mm. before they get there. So what we what they wanted to look at is those smuggling routes, how, how easy it is to come up. And so we were showing them along those highways, those rural highways, just the amount of traffic and what the potential for that traffic to be calling, uh, carrying illegal narcotics, which we know they do. Again, even interdiction efforts can't slow down that amount. You might get one, 10, 10 or 15 get by you. And so we were showing that, and I was also showing uh, the team how I can, I can show areas where the cartels are assigned manpower into certain areas for safe houses, drop houses, that type of thing, and wow. then operate from there. And we've been in this for literally for decades fighting these guys. Uh, even when I was an undercover officer years ago, this was our main, this is the main area where we had to concentrate because this is where they set up shop and then they work from there. So they like wow. the anonymity of the rural area Yes, at right next door to a very urban area. Right. Yes. What what type of drugs primarily mm-hmm. are they bringing into Idaho? The, the, the primary drugs, methamphetamine has been king forever. It? Oh yeah, wow. king. Uh, it's, it's one of the worst things we deal with. But of course, heroin is very high amounts of heroin, and of course, uh, fentanyl. Fentanyl, right? Now, the the meth is that made south of the border, or yes. made? It is. Yes. So that, made in Mexico. Oh gosh, yes. Wow. Over well over ninety percent, ninety six, ninety seven percent, as you saw on Fox this morning, it all comes from Mexico. We don't have any homegrown labs anymore. Mm. It's so much more cost effective for for the distrib- distribution by the cartels to manufactured in Mexico, in South America. The precursors we know for a fact come through uh, China, through uh, Southeast Asia, yep. and, and so then it's made in Mexico. Super labs we call we call them. And then that product is distributed. It, everything comes through the southern border. I can assure you everything's coming through that southern border uh, because they're established routes. That's, that's how it's done. And then once it gets to our area, then we're shipping stuff clear to your area, quite frankly. We yep. can track our dope clear to, clear to where you live. Wow. All across the country. Can you, um, can you, if you see someone, can you tell what they're probably on? Yeah, yeah, typically. I mean, you come in contact yeah, with them. Yeah. So now, if you don't mind... Um, and it, I'm not profiling here, but just mm-hmm. 
let's just say someone is a meth head. Yeah. And you, you're, you know, you and the deputy, you're examining them. How, how can you tell? What are the characteristics you can tell that they're a meth head? Uh, there's several. Okay. Uh, uh, very erratic behavior, nervousness, yep. sweating. If they've been on it for a while, you're going to see scabs, open scabs. Yeah. And, and, and what is that? It's the poison inside the it body is. trying to get out. That's wow. caused the physiology of the human body is not meant for this poison to be inside of it. Yep. Uh, those, the paranoia, extreme paranoia at times. Uh, that, that psychosis. That makes a very difficult prisoner. Oh, man. you got to yeah. be very careful because they're very uh, unpredictable. So the scabs. Yep. yep. The scabs and nervousness. Nervousness. Paranoia. Paranoia. All these things are indicators. Yeah. Um, Teeth as well. Oh or? gosh, yes. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, it attacks the attacks the uh, the gums and the teeth, and and literally these people go from a, a normal looking person uh, to within months to, to skeletal type. Oh, uh, just tremendously. God. Uh, it, it's so sad yeah. what these drugs do to people. And you someone know, in law enforcement told me that meth, it, it it it's so hideous it can stay in the system. Mm. As much as two years. Yeah. And, and the guy that he said he could feel it was like popping out of his veins. It yeah. Was so in this, I mean, it's just terrible manufactured in that and way. And the, the thing that we're seeing, the problem, like, let's say 10 years ago, we, we would... We were dealing with, say, 50 to 60% purity on, on methamphetamine. Today, we're dealing with 98% purity wow. and 100% purity. Wow. So just think of what that's That's like that's the doing. Walter White blue stuff. Yeah, it is. Of Breaking right. Bad. Yeah. Now, what about fentanyl? How can you, if you see someone, how do you then say, I think they're on fentanyl? It's very interesting because we know so little about it at this time yeah. in, a, in, a, in a general uh, statement. But the fentanyl is typically mixed in with the methamphetamine or oh the heroin. My God. And so that's oh. what that that's where the, the cartels Phew. are making money. They can what we call cut the dope. They can put in less methamphetamine and put in a small, smaller amount of of, of fentanyl, yep. which gives a high. Unbelievable uh, high. Unbelievable high, yeah. but it's also very dangerous because that's not regulated. Like FDA doesn't work on those crimes. No, those not exactly. down there. No. And so if it's a little bit oh, a little too much, it, it, it's well, does it's not like they pull it off the shelf. No, it just look like what uh, uh, DEA put out this yes. on Monday. You know, over 40% of these pills are, are lethal. Huh. 40%. God. Chance of taking it. And you don't have to be a drug user or a drug addict. You just have to be a, a high school kid or a yeah. college kid, a young adult. Say, I'm going to go out and pop a pill tonight just for a high. Yep. And you are you got over 40% chance of dying because you took that pill. A law enforcement officer told me that um, that someone that they they were treating it with OD'd, the, the guy said, listen, I used fentanyl for a year. And I had no problem, but he got a batch. But in his mind, the fact that it could be lethal still wasn't a deterrent from not taking it. And what about someone who's using heroin, that's, which that's, used to be the needle, but now a lot of people can smoke oh, it, yeah. right? Oh, God, so, yeah. But how can you tell and say, wait a minute, I think this guy's Again, a lot of the, more, they don't have the nervous behavior okay. that the methamphetamine portrays, but... When you look at someone on heroin, they're they're very emaciated, typically. Yeah. You know, very uh, poor health. Yes. Uh, they they do get to that nervous stage and that paranoia stage because they're looking for the fix. They're jonesing, yeah. they right. call it. Yes. And so they're pretty easy to pick out too. Yeah. And they're more subdued in, if they're on it. Right. It's kind of equaling them out. But right. Once they're coming down, they've got to get to that next high, and Ooh. that's when they become more dangerous as well. Sheriff. If you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body today, 401-272-3340. Were you in an auto accident, someone damaged your vehicle? Folks, it can happen, whether it's people not paying attention, a drunk driver, people texting and driving. 
If you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Remember, with West Fountain Auto Body, they're going to work for you, not the insurance company. Call them today. If you were in an accident, drunk driver, someone texting and driving, minor fender banner, even a nearly totaled vehicle, call West Fountain Auto Body today, 401-272-3340. They'll handle everything for you, the original, the best, and if you're in an accident and a tow truck pulls up, tell them, bring that car over to West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340, 401-272-3340, West Fountain Auto Body, located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. They'll work for you, not the insurance company. If you're in an accident, call West Fountain today. Get it repaired. 401-272-3340. So, Josh, how are you? Good. Folks, joining us right now from the Boston Globe on the John DePietro Show is Dan McGowan. Dan, I'd like to start off with, an, uh, and you write about it in the form of death by chocolate with Greg's, which is a great way to spend it, just how much people could get. But as much as the election is, let's face it, it's people will say there's a long way to go, but it's certainly starting to shape out already. I think you can tell a lot by how some of the fundraising is. Uh, colleague Ed Fitzpatrick certainly has a, a good piece about fundraising. I'm, I'm curious to hear Dan McGowan's thoughts on what this latest uh, fundraising totals tells you. Yeah, the funny thing about fundraising is if you're good at it and, and people and you do well, it's the only thing you want to talk about. And then if 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 you're uh, struggling or if you're you know if you're on things, let's say the Nelly Gorbeas of the world, you know you get a lot of talk about well fundraising. It, you know, it, fundraising doesn't matter as much as you guys make it out to be. Let's a year before an election, fundraising is virtually the only thing that matters um, in, in a race for here in Rhode Island. And my take on this, uh, look, Seth Magaziner, I thought, had another very strong quarter. Uh, that's the last quarter before you start to see, you know, the, the, some of his folks that are going to hedge their bets and actually just keep donating to, to both of them. Um, you know, big take. I thought Governor McKee had a real setback, you know, to, to, to be the incumbent governor um, and only raised what somewhere around one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, you know, in a, in a quarter. Um, that's a real sign, you know, of weakness. And what it is, it, it, when I say weakness, look, he had a pretty good quarter the the three months before this last quarter. And what it shows you is, look, Dan McKee does not have the same kind of large network that a Gina Raimondo had, that we're going to know Helena Folks has, and even to some degree that Seth Magazine um, And so of his life as he, as he runs governor next year, because he'll kind of uh, start over with all of his current $1,000 donors. He'll get more because that's the max and you can do it again, you know, when... but, um, you know, he's, he's limited, uh, more than I think a magazine or, or a Helena folks. No question. And Dan McGowan, the, the question is why? Because I mean, I think when he had the good second quarter, you start to think, okay, he's now the governor. Uh, people may not realize it, but the, the goal is then basically 100,000 a month. 
So then you're hitting yep. each quarter, right? Over 300. Um, certainly, you know, less than half of what they expected. Now, I mean, I've heard from different people that they, people were hesitating to, you know, write big checks and, and that his controversies of this was a rough quarter for him between it started with Tony Silva and then the contract. Uh, COVID is not going exactly as smoothly as maybe they had hoped, but um, that is, that is, that's an understatement, a real setback. You're talking like half of what they thought they were going to be, where he's basically was right around secretary of state, Nelly Gorbea. And that's where, not where you think the, the sitting governor would be. Yeah. You, you just a point people outside of, you know, politics might realize that that hundred thousand a, a month, is a really important uh it's like a barometer for i think for your standard kind of candidates right so for people who or for incumbents right again gina Raimondo kind of blew people out of the water because she was such a relentless fundraiser i think folks will do the same uh to some degree you know when, when we start to see her numbers but the average person the average governor somebody like dan mckee you know a hundred thousand bucks a quarter um, shouldn't be, or, or not a quarter, a month, shouldn't be that difficult. I mean, you think about it. Everybody that has any sort of state business wants to donate to you. Anyone that, uh, you know, the that's a piece of that, that federal, you know, ARPA money. There's lots that, that have no choice but to give to you, whether they like you or not. Go back. And look at people, you know, who are unpopular uh, governors in the past. He always was able to raise while he was governor. He, he wrote to, to win the governor's race, but was able to raise money because that's it's just the kind of the cost of business for a lot of these folks. And I'd love to know is I can't imagine the governor isn't spending time fundraising. I, I would imagine he's working hard at it. I think it's a it's a matter of your, your network starts to close. You, you get that, you know, initial bump of money. People thought you were doing really well in that second quarter of the year, but you're right. I think some of the level, some of these uh, scandals that have kind of stuck to him, I think uh, just again, a limited network. I think these are challenges for, for the governor and they're going to be, you know, you're going to see it again in the fourth quarter and then it'll replenish right in the first quarter of 2022. Uh, you know, you'll, he'll probably post a pretty because he'll be able to go back to everybody but you got to do this every quarter especially when you're competing with people who are really good at fundraising folks we're speaking with dan mcgowan of the boston globe and dan i mean boy the big story nationwide race for governor in virginia terry mcauliffe going down to defeat now i i've been around terry mcauliffe years ago he was friendly with mark weiner uh i've even been at a dinner where he was i've interviewed terry uh, you you don't get a bigger political insider than Terry McCullough. For him to go down to defeat, he had Randy Weingarten, who you and I both mentioned, do his final close the night before the election. And then New Jersey right now is still too close to call. Dan McCowan, you know, as you look at the landscape, what impact do you think potentially this could have on the race for governor in the statewide elections next year in Rhode Island? I think it's it's a real factor. By the way, I'll go even I'll go even more local on you. My hometown in Connecticut had a Democratic mayor forever, and they're within I think twenty. Other a Republican is within. 20. 
So you are seeing Republicans do very, very well, um, you know, in, in Democratic strongholds. I think that New Jersey thing, and it sounds like there's a chance the Democrat could hold on, but that is a stunner. This thing, a little bit more I last couple of weeks, we started to see the, the, the momentum um, to the Republican in that race. And, and what you have there was a, a, you know, a really interesting and divisive kind of uh, uh, education conversation. You know, it was a lot about this critical race theory stuff. Um, and I think in, in particularly in purple states um, like Virginia, you know, nobody wants to be having these conversations. And I think that I think a lot, I think you saw a lot of the kind of suburban, they said the suburban housewife Democrats who, uh, you know, who went strong last election, um, you know, kind of came back to the Republican side and said, wait a minute, the Democrats are, you know, a little too aggressive stuff. But it's a little, you know, it's a little hot, uh, you know, too hot to handle kind of thing. You know, now how does that play in Rhode Island? Well, if I'm, you know, if I'm Governor McKee, I say, oh, this is the Democrat here. You know, I feel fairly good about this. You have a bunch of other candidates who are going to be a little wishy-washy. How much do they want to be progressive? Um, I'm not sure, to be honest with you, John, you've talked about the race theory kind of conversations happening in certain parts of the state. I'm not sure that it completely trickles here. You know, when the cities play such an important role in elections, especially Democratic primaries, um, you know, those are not real conversations that are actually in, in places or a central falls, right? They've got a, a million other problems where, where this, you know, just not a priority for voters. But I, I'm really interested to hear, you know, what Terry McAuliffe, Terry McAuliffe say over the next couple of weeks, because what's what are their excuses going to be and my guess is they're going to they're going to kind of repeat a little bit of what you heard down ballot uh last year right if you heard when when that the you know despite the fact that biden won the presidential election across the country where you know when republicans did pick up seats in the house and some of those moderate democrats said look you know uh the the some of these other progressives really hurt kind of local or congressional candidates. I think that's the thing to pay attention to. I wonder if that's what hurt McAuliffe in Virginia. I think for sure that's what hurt the governor uh, Murphy in, in New Jersey. That is a conversation that I think you'll see here next year. I think there's going to be kind of thinking of how progressive do you want to be um, for these Democratic candidates for governor. And I think, you know, that's one place, despite the fact that he's not fundraising well, Dan McKee is the most kind of true to it uh, moderate compared to, again, a, a Gorbeo or a Magaziner who I think are still figuring out where they stand. And we have no idea what's going to be um, on that spectrum. We moderate a little bit more about her before we can make that call. Folks, we're going to take a quick break. A lot more. Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe right here on the John DePietro Show. Brothers Disposal. Call Brothers Disposal today. Get a purple dumpster for your driveway. How do you know it's Brothers Disposal? Because it's a purple dumpster. Look for them on Facebook and give them a call for an estimate. 401 688 Get a dumpster in your driveway. Maybe you're cleaning out your basement. 
your garage, unwanted belongings. Maybe you just have some things in boxes that you've never taken out. Clean it out with Brother's Disposal. They're also now offering weekly trash collection services. Call Brother Roland today at Brother's Disposal, 401-688-0517. Whether it's a small household construction project or you just need a dumpster to get rid of some unwanted belongings, call Brother's Disposal today. Come on, brother. Call Brother's Disposal, 401 401- Six eight eight zero five one seven. Look for them on Facebook. Brothers Disposal. Get a dumpster in your driveway. Four zero one six eight eight zero five one seven. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM thirteen eighty ninety nine point nine FM. Remember, you can always listen online at the website depietro.com. Now, while you're there. Uh, there's a lot of exclusive stories, folks. We cover stories the rest of the media ignores. It's real news. Whether it's video that we're out at a crime or a protest or various things that are happening, plus other exclusive stories that we break, log on at the website. That's also the best way to reach me, by the way. If you'd like to get in touch with me, just scroll down a little bit. You'll see a, a button that says Contact John. You can also support the program. You you can also get some great merchandise in the shop right there at DePetro.com. And it's all our links to social media, whether it's Facebook, so you can watch Facebook Live or also twitter or youtube or instagram so take a minute and then also we have some great sponsors there as well it is a happening check it each day it's depetro.com j perry paving always provides high quality fair pricing exceptional service letter j j perry paving over 20 years experience specializing in commercial paving residential paving seal coating patios general masonry projects give them a call today free estimate 401-732-1730 401-732-1730 letter j j perry paving a licensed and insured contracting company hey they'll meet their clients needs no matter how big or how small whether it's a brand new paving project or maybe just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed reach out to j perry paving get a free quote and remember no one's better for veterans two veterans than j perry paving if you are a veteran or related to one have them give them a call they may do their driveway for them 401-732-1730 find them on facebook and then the website is letter j j perry paving.com 